welcome to Witch Theater. This is Kylie the Deer Witch. This is V the Tea Witch with the snap. (laughs) (laughs) Pack your overnight bag. Prepare your taxidermy. (laughs) For good or bad. (laughs) And get ready to drive deep into the woods to upper white class civilization. This week we are doing our best not to fall into the sunken place. We're watching Get Out, witches! Yes! I tried my best Finally. to do that like a, I used to, <laughs> I used to do training and at the end of the training, everybody got like a fun announcement. Like everybody had like an assigned character that they like in their little party that they got when they finished their training. And that was how I introduced okay. everybody like a, like a wrestler announcer. <laughs> <laughs> You're the WWE now. I'm the WWE witch, which is witches, witches, everyone. <laughs> there you go. Oh my god! Which is everywhere? Which which is which is everywhere? My own W. Which is warlocks everywhere? So we can include all of our folks. I love it. There you go. Cool, cool. So I have to make a correction from the last episode. Oh okay. Well, okay. So we talked about Clarence Long, right? There's three. There's three people who are concerned. I know. I'm one of those three people. So I know. know. (sighs) Um, no, I have to make a correction because so Clarence Long. I'm pretty, I was like, Lung doesn't sound like a Japanese last name. And it's completely unclear because in the 40s, records were bad if you weren't a superstar. But I'm pretty sure Clarence Lung was Chinese American, not Japanese American. Okay. So I'm sorry. Who did he play? He was uh, Cujo in that one episode of Bewitched with the cat. Oh, yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. So we did want to announce everyone hated Bewitched as much as I did. <laughs> So we're not going to cover it anymore. At least not in the capacity that we did. Not At least not like this. We're switching back to our OG plan of doing a spooky and a fun. And we're going with that because you guys seem to like that better. So we are always up for suggestions if you guys want to like DM us on Instagram or yep. whatever. So. We want to know. So we are going to jump right in. Do you have any info on the actors, ma'am? Yeah, because there's, like, a cast of characters here. The general thing is, like, directed and written by Jordan Peele. Jordan right? Peele! Ugh. Jordan Peele of Key and Peele, and also, honestly, I think he really hit his stride with this movie, directing and writing it. It's, spoiler alert, we both fucking love this movie. <laughs> We're going to spoil the twist at the beginning, so that way we can comment yeah. on all of the little bits and clues throughout our our plot recap. But Jordan Peele actually said he was not writing this to make it into a movie. He was writing this as, like, an exercise for his own talent. And he just, like, when well, it, it was... worked! Yeah, he, when it was done, he's like, oh, I should make this into a movie. Like, that was how that went down. And then wrote a movie that was acted brilliantly and has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. I, I don't... I haven't seen a fault yet, especially with the acting. Oh, Oh, it's so... There is one plot point that doesn't make sense to me, and we'll discuss it when we get there. Okay. Like, as far as just, like, timeline, doesn't make sense. Mm. But other than that, absolutely perfect. So, who plays who? So, Bradley Whitford plays Dean. Sorry. Yes. Jordan Peele specifically wanted Bradley Whitford because of his role in the West Wing because he wanted the whole family to have a white liberal feel. (laughs) Yes, it's perfect. Also, 
Um, if you guys have watched The Handmaid's Tale, I know V hasn't. He's in that in the newest like two se- in the last oh, season shit. and then the new one coming out. He's fucking incredible. Yeah, I don't remember where else I had seen him other than The West Wing, but um, I did watch he's the been, whole. He's been about. He's an incredible actor. Yeah, I did watch the whole first season of The West Wing. I really liked it. I mean, oh, I love The West Wing. I've seen all of them. Oh, I freaking love oh. Martin Sheen. I love Martin Sheen. He was a it's dish a in the day. Gor- he was, and he's also an incredible actor, activist, and yes. don't know how his one son turned out so shitty other than drugs, but oh, um, that show, watch The West Wing. Yeah, it is an incredible TV show. Yeah, Rob Lowe is in it, and also, there's lots of great. Alice and in, the be- in the beginning, I he is, yeah. Yeah, it. Alice and Jan, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. So he plays the he plays the dad. Yes, Carolyn Keener plays uh, Missy, the mom, and um, which why do I recognize her voice? Okay, so did so you see specifically? Did you see Incredibles two? No. Okay, she's in Incredibles two. Um, I don't. I don't. I just feel like she has such a specific voice, and I does. went through her I am her IMDb, and I could not. She's just find kind of out why there. I know her. Yeah, she's just yeah. always there. Actually, one of the most notable performances just in relate, relation to this movie. Um, so there's a movie called Capote, um, mm-hmm. where Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Capote, and it's about him writing True Blood. But she plays Harper Lee, who wrote To Kill oh. a Mockingbird, which is yes. my favorite all-time book, but is famously about racism in Alabama. Yes. And this movie, yes. despite having take, taking place in like Connecticut, is actually filmed in Alabama thought that was really yeah actually they supposedly said upstate new york but i think they needed to get that plantation house they needed to go down south yeah i mean in the woods and everything but like it's just yeah. ironic i love the addition trivia that like a movie about <laughs> modern day slavery is filmed in alabama <laughs> yep <sighs> checks out fully checks yeah. out yep, yep, yep. i hate i can't Going south of the Mason-Dixon really stresses me out. That's all I have to say. I've always lived south of the Mason-Dixon, so it's just been Florida's kind of... like, slightly different, though. I don't know if it's better, but it, there's a difference between, like, the deep south, like, Alabama and Mississippi. Yes. And, like, Florida. There yes. is a difference. I am very grateful for where I grew up. I'll just put it yep. that way. Yep. Um I, me like, too. Up in the north. I'm a Yankee bitch. <laughs> I've talked about before, like, how I grew up around a big Latinx population. And I mm. just, I love that. Because, like, I just get access to some really cool culture. Um, I've always yep. been able to salsa dance because I've lived here. <laughs> people people are very impressed with my salsa dance. They're like, you sure you're white? I'm like, yes, I am white, but I can salsa dance. <laughs> I just grew up in it. And I have rhythm. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, Allison Williams plays Rose, mm-hmm. the love interest. This was her first feature film. Are you kidding? Nope. Fucking. I mean, she really. was in Girls. Yeah, but like, and this, she's this is like what's her his first... name's daughter, Ted Williams or whatever his name is. Oh, Brian Williams. Oh, the shitty, the guy who turned out to be oh, a liar. Really, the... that's him. Or that's that... her dad. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's wild. But yeah, this was her first like feature film i believe it was also the first feature film of our main character was it not uh daniel kaluuya i don't know he is an english actor so he's been in doctor oh yeah he was hiding an english accent that whole time bitch yes and in black panther Mm, mm mm-hmm who was he in black panther he was kind of like the right hand man guy uh and he ultimately (gasps) betrayed yeah that was him Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, I just looked it up, and he was born in London to Ugandan parents, which accounts for his fucking stunning skin tone. He's so beautiful. He is. Oh, he's so beautiful. He's, he's so so beautiful. Speaking of beautiful, and an amazing actor. Yes, I mean, okay. So Jordan Peele said that Daniel Kaluuya, he he hit his audition. He did the same scene five times, and the tear rolled down his cheek in the exact same place every single time. <laughs> I'm just like, that's it- the level of perfection. Is this man a Virgo? <laughs> Yes, he probably is. Or Capricorn. <laughs> he wrote his first play at the age of nine. So, yeah, he's just been an actor his whole life and he, a playwright and all that lovely stuff. He's amazing. So he's also, this new movie he's in with two, actually two other actors from the film is called Judas and the Black Messiah, which is about the Black Panthers, like not the superhero, but the actual movement in the United States. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Lakeith Stanfield, speaking of beautiful men, oh my God, I love Lakeith. I follow his Instagram. I love Lakeith Stanfield. Oh, oh he's stunning. Oh. He plays Logan slash Andre, right? Yeah. Andre Logan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, I'm kind of into that combo name, but not for the reasons the film presents. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but Lakeith Stanfield, one of my favorite roles he did was, um, he's in Atlanta, the show that, um, okay. Childish Gambino, what's his real name? Oh, uh, Daniel Glover. Dan Glover. Yeah. No, Don Glover. Don. I was close. I don't like his music and I don't really care about his acting. I love him. Oh my God. But, um, Atlanta, I've seen a couple of episodes of Atlanta and it, it, it's hard to watch. (laughs) It's hard to watch, but um, I love Lakeith Stanfield's character in that show, and I love him in Knives Out, which is an Amazon original movie that is just like your classic Agatha Christie murder mystery in a film. We're gonna can we cover that? Please, God, it's so good. That sounds great. It's so good. Um, but Lakeith Stanfield is also in Judas and the Black Messiah, and then also probably my favorite character in the movie, only because he provides comic relief. Lil Rel yep. Howery. Um, Lil Ray. His name was literally Lil Ray. I love it. (laughs) He is in, um, he's also in Judas and the Black Messiah, but he is most famous probably other than this movie for Tag, that movie with um, fucking Mad Men Boy and... um, Never heard of it. You've never heard of Tag? It's based on a true story about these guys who've been playing a game of Tag until up until into their 40s and that's how they get together every year. It's funny. The most important thing you need to know is that his name is Lil Ray Howard. He's 41, which is shocking. Um, that was Lil Rel. Because he looks like he's 25 in this movie. And uh, the fact that he does, like, stand-up and improv and um, that he is, I think, my soulmate, maybe? Oh. In this movie, I have, like, he is so needed. He is, like, the clutch character to keep this movie going like jordan peele really wanted to he called it get out for lots of reasons but he he wanted to because he's a comedian too so he wanted to to have Uh, yeah that's his like first yeah so like he said that he wanted to have that element of like you know black people in a horror movie like no don't go in there get out get out yeah he wanted that and that is little rel's little rel's character (laughs) yeah it's um, Incredible. He's fantastic. Um, and then uh, I guess we have to mention Caleb Landry Jones, who plays the creepiest fuck brother with like pubic hair for his beard. Um, yeah, he is hot though. No, he's my type. If you've seen pictures of him not with that haircut and that look, he doesn't look like that. 
All right then. Anyway, he was Banshee in X Men First Class. I didn't. I didn't recognize anything else. He he was also apparently in No Country for Old Men as like a kid on a bike. So he's oh, been in cool. all these like these like big movies. He's been apparently been in four. But he's been in Breaking Bad, Friday Night Lights. So he's just been around like doing big shit. The movie or the show Friday Night Lights just says appearing in Friday Night Lights is Jimmy Adler. Oh, mm. it's a TV series. TV well, no, series. there's a movie of it too. I clicked on it, and they're referencing the TV series. Gotcha. I haven't seen... Okay, should we... Yes, we should get into it, because we've already got... We should get into it. I love that TV show, but yeah, let's get into it. So, we'll begin. Oh, we have to say the spoiler. We have to say the spoiler. spoiler. Okay, and this... Go ahead. Okay, so, spoiler. (laughs) We say that it is a take on modern-day slavery. I'm quoting a friend of mine, because we we were talking about it, and she said, yeah, it's modern-day slavery i'm like oh my god that makes so much sense to me so the twist here is that there's this community of older white people who have like they basically want to put their brains into black bodies so they have this whole like hypnosis slash brain surgery procedure called the coagula where they basically become the black people and the black people can still see everything that's going on from the sunken place but they just can't do anything about it. Oh, God. Knowing the twist and watching it the second time. Yeah, that's why we wanted you guys to hear the twist. Because there's a lot of references through the entire movie. Like, now that I've watched it a second time, there's so much. It's so much more in this movie than you even realize. And then I, like, read a bunch of the stuff on IMDb about what Jordan Peele said about making the film. And, like, there's even more. It's just, like, a fucking onion just peeling back all of the shit. It's, like, Peeling it back. Get it? His name is Jordan Peele. Oh, shit. (laughs) Kylie with the dad jokes. Anyway, that's the twist. That's the twist. That's the twist. So, um, get out. Uh, The first scene is a man uh, who we later identify as someone else in the movie is walking around the suburbs. He's, like, trying to find a place, like, a house or something. He starts getting kind of stopped by this car. Like, a car keeps pulling up behind him. Um, We later identify the car. It's the same white car uh, that we see later that the brother has. But um, car pulls up. He's, like, not in this neighborhood. Not me. Not today. It's very very funny. It's very real. Like, he's, like, not these white people in this suburb. Not today. I know what you do here. (laughs) Um, eventually the guy, whoever we now know is Jeremy, the brother, but he gets attacked, choked out, and then dragged back to the car. Dude, this song so, that's playing called Run, Rabbit, yep, Run. I wrote down this soundtrack is already so fucking good. Dude, have you seen the movie Clockwork Orange? No. Okay. There's a scene, there's a famous scene in Clockwork Orange where they, he's singing the song, Singing in the Rain from the fucking Gene Kelly movie. And he's like beating these people to death. And that's what this sounds this about. Reminded me sounds of. like American Psycho with all that bullshit. Too. It's I a Steve, movie, it's a but. it's a Kubrick movie. It is absolutely wild. Is American Psycho a Kubrick movie? No, uh, oh, okay. I don't know who did American Psycho. I hated Actually. it. I hated it. Anyway, <gasps> um, oh, we're gonna cover that. Yeah, I hate America. We're covering. No, that we're shit. not. Yeah, we fucking we're not are. covering American Psycho. I covered Hocus <laughs> Pocus for you. Um, it is our highest listen to episode, so you're welcome. <laughs> uh, the soundtrack is already so fucking good is what I wrote. So we meet Chris and Rose. Uh, they appear to be living together. I actually don't think so, but in the beginning it seemed like it. But Rose is over visiting 
Chris is packing because they are going to meet her parents. Mm-hmm. She apparently has not told her parents that her boyfriend is black, which honestly is really fucking weird. I would war- I would tell my parents. Like yeah, why would you, you don't just your- not yeah. You don't just not tell your parent. Like I get that it's like a shitty thing like to say like oh why should they care but it's like we live in a real world where that might surprise someone still unfortunately. Yeah. So you like you tell. <laughs> you tell. Yeah. And we come to find out she, they, that is nothing that's not a thing. So it was a dumb lie. It was a very dumb lie. He also says that I'm the first black guy you dated, which is also a lie. So um Chris's friend calls him. He is who what's his name in the movie? Rod. Rod. Rod the TSA Rod. agent. Mm-hmm. Rod the TSA agent. He's airport security at TSA tsa agent he's fucking hilarious he told him to never go to a white girl's parents house (laughs) valid (laughs) so they're driving while this is happening um and then some kind of animal which we find out is a deer it looked way too small to be a deer but um something flies across the car hitting like the front light and the rear in the side mirror uh, Chris goes to investigate, and it's a dying deer, which made me want to cry because I am the deer witch. I work with deers in my practice, Ooh. so. Oh yeah, talk about that. It was really... Let's have a, this is like going to be the only yeah. witch moment in the entire show today. Yeah. So my grandpa um, was a hunter. However, he also just like uh, he grew up in rural Michigan, very rural, um, on farms, that kind of thing, and they hunted. And um, a huge part of his identity was hunting and deer. Right? Because that's what they go for in Michigan. Hmm. So, um, his whole house was, like, covered in pictures of deer, figurines of deer, like, fucking everything you could ever imagine. And ever since he's died, when I was in the sixth grade, I want to say, um, he sends us deer. Aww. So, so we'll be in, like, a place that it makes no sense, and then there's, like, six deer. <gasps> that's so cool! Or, like, or, like, we'll be talking, my mom will be driving home and talking about talking to her dad and there'll just be like two deer across the road i love that yeah he like he he's been doing this for years so i have a deer tattoo on my shin for my grandparents um it's my entire shin uh so yeah so i have a deer antler on my altar i also have from our good friends at magic relics fossils um uh fossilized deer antler slice that i have now too so. so cool. My grandma sends ladybugs. That's why I have a tattoo of a ladybug. You see, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I find them a very precious animal and a very unappreciated animal, especially where I live, just because I understand it's part of like we have way too many because we've destroyed their ecosystem. So there's too mm-hmm. many like eating crops. and. But I also can't bring myself to ever be okay with killing them. So it's a hard, it's a struggle. It's a struggle. Hmm. Um, so anyway, so they call the cops, I assume, because a deer just, this just happened. The cop is telling Rose, like, oh, next time call animal control, which I don't l- believe a cop would ever honestly say that about. And it was an accident. It was still an accident. Um, the cop asked to see Chris's ID, even though he wasn't the one driving. Rose steps in and seems like a woke white bitch, right? She's like, no, that's ridiculous. He wasn't driving. You're just giving him shit. That kind of thing. So. Patrick pointed out because he was watching it with me that she probably didn't want the cop to see his ID in case he came up on a missing persons report. 
I didn't even think about that. He was it was fucking genius, and I was just like, oh, you know, it's a good way for her to keep his guard down about you know her family being hella racist. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, yeah, I was just like, wow, that's it, props to Patrick. So to me, this and I read an article that helped me because I've seen this now twice, and I had discussions with Matt about it the first time we watched it, and there's a to me there's. I love the commentary in this because it's not just about direct racism. Mm -hmm. It's about, like, microaggressive racism. It's about, like, how society just sees black people. Yes. It's not about, like, it's not just about, like, someone using the N-word towards a black person. It's the fact that people think that they're better at sports. Like, that that bullshit Mm -hmm. stereotyping is... It's why it makes, to me, so much more interesting because it feels more realistic. Mm -hmm. Not the actual, like, transplanting of brains, but, like, the mentality that's behind it makes more sense to me. Yeah. But anyway. So, that is genius, Patrick. Good call on that one. Tell him I said good call on that one. That's very smart. Yeah. Because they've only been dating four months. People might not even know they're dating. Like... Right. They arrive at the house, which looks like a, it's a plantation. It's literally a plantation house. Well, they drive um, by Walter, the black. Yes, they drive by Walter. The They call him the groundskeeper. He is black. He's just staring at them. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's Walter, the groundskeeper. Chris and Rose tell the dad and mom, Missy and Dean. Dean. I kept wanting to say Don. Dean. Start. I just see him as Bradley Whitford. Like, I can't. <laughs> I couldn't place um, him the first time. I was like, who the fuck oh, is that? Well, I'm, I'm a yeah. huge Bradley Whitford stan, so. He's not that skinny. No, I'm not even attractive. I just, I he just is handsome. Him. But, like, as an actor and as, like, a person on Twitter and, like, a celebrity, he's the fucking best. Mm. He's the best. Um, I screamed when I found out he was coming on A Handmaid's Tale, which is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. So. <laughs> I, I screamed. I was so excited. So they tell Dean and Missy that they were hit by a deer. And the dad immediately starts ranting about how they need to kill more deer. And every time he sees a deer on the side of the road, he's, like, happy that there's one more gone. And I was like, this means something. So I found out that in um, times of slavery that um, a runaway slave was often called a black buck. Are you like serious? It. Yep. Jordan Peele did it on purpose. He did everything on purpose. I, oh, I knew it was so on purpose. Many, so many little things. Yeah, I'm going to blow your mind later, Kylie, with some of this trivia. It's amazing. I'm excited. I'm really excited. I love this movie. I love Jordan Peele. But anyway. um, So the dad starts giving them a tour. says some creepy shit, like talking about... um. How his dad was in the Olympics where Jesse Owens, which if you don't know this trivia, I don't know what to tell you. But in the Olympics where um, Germany was involved and Hitler, very well known that Hitler was preaching his Aryan race bullshit. I believe it was like 1936 or something. Um, Pre-World War II, but Hitler was in power. Jesse Owens came in and whooped the shit out of everyone in track and field. <laughs> so, and he was a black, black man. For those of, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a black man. Um, so he was saying, the dad in this Dean is saying like, oh yeah, my dad lost. He almost got over it. There's another comment. He was showing off some of their trinkets from traveling. Yep. And, and he says, it's a privilege to experience someone else's culture. Yep. And I'm like, oh yep. no. 
because I like to travel, and I'm like, I've probably said that at some point. Oh, but you're not, like, stealing the brains of black people, so you're fine. No, uh, but, like, I'm a white person, so I'm constantly having to be anti-racist. <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also... There's a, there's a balance. There's a balance. It's true. It's um, true. He introduces Chris to Georgina, who is the black... I guess maid cook. She's literally just like a blanket housekeeper. servant. Mm-hmm. Housekeeper. She's just their servant. I do want to say. So when they went outside, Dean starts telling him like, "Oh, I know what you probably think because we have a white family with two black servants, but they were around when my parents were here, and they took care of my parents. So we didn't want to get rid of them or like lose them when my parents died. So that's why they're still here." Mm. Um, blah 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 and by the way they act really they act really fucking creepy and weird and like stare off in the distance and like they do some weird shit at one point he says my mother loved her kitchen so we kept a piece of her in here and Georgina's standing in the kitchen and I'm like bitch she's in Georgina that's a thing which yeah so what it is they want you to believe the whole time we're watching this movie they're insinuating that these these people who've been abducted abducted are just being hypnotized right to act like this right um it turns out they're actually getting white people like old white people's brains and putting them into black people which we said at the beginning so Um, that's georgina and walter my that's georgina and walter grandma and grandpa my question is why do they act so weird then are they trying to like play off like that they're just normal and they're because they're like elderly white people in a black person's body they're just like unsure how to act yeah because there's a scene way later where georgina doesn't understand like so, uh, slang some like modern slang slash ebonics yes and he just keeps trying and she's like oh it's this word god that actress she's and we're not terrifying but great great. that was my question after i read it that's why i had to like read some more articles and really think on it I think um, part of it is that, like, there might be consciousnesses battling it out a little bit. Like, I can only imagine. Yeah, I think so, too. How weird it is to be moving in a body. You're, like, to go from old to young to have to pretend to be, to, like, basically pass as another race. Like, I don't know how they act. And be in a servant position. Right. Like, it's weird. Like, I know they're probably playing up the servant thing because he's there. But, like, even acting in that would be weird for these people who are rich and, like, old and white. (laughs) Yeah. It's so creepy. So, Missy, apparently, so you find out that Missy can Oh, my God, I forgot. I have a fashion report. What? Holy shit. Oh, okay. Way before. I just thought it was interesting that both Dean and Missy, when they get to the house, they are both dressed in all black. I mean, that's just some of our aesthetics, okay? It's a fashion report. I'm kidding. No. I, I I'm <laughs> taking the fashion report opportunity to also say that the names Dean and Missy are very deliberate. Dean is like a headmaster. Right? Sure. And Missy yeah. is short for mistress. So, like, they're oh. the heads of this fucking plantation. Yes, they are. They and. sure are. So, anyway, they're, like, sitting outside having tea, as one does when you're a rich white person and... I guess not the South, technically, but they act like they're in the South. Iced tea um, is everything in the South. Everything. Yeah, that's not a... It's not a... 
thing. Like, we have iced tea, but it's not, like, you would serve that. I Like, people would have water and coffee probably more than they'd be like, here, have an iced tea. Or, like, a pop, probably, to be honest. Or a beer. But anyway, <laughs> um, they, like, kind of notice, because as someone who's attempting off and on to quit smoking myself, he's, like, hitting, like, he's anxious. His he's Jones like, Chris's hands right, are, yeah. like, going. He's jonesing for something. And they're like, oh, you're a smoker? And um, Missy apparently can hypnotize people to get you to stop smoking. I could use that. That sounds really nice, actually. <laughs> um, but they find out that the parents are throwing a huge party that apparently was started by Dean's dad. And um, it's what they do every single year. And they have to do it. And Rose acts all stupid like, oh, it's this weekend? I didn't remember that it was this weekend. Mm. Okay, Allison. Okay. The brother Jeremy comes home. Um, he is a complete and total douche. Uh, he sh- shows up and then they're, they almost immediately go to them at dinner. He's drunk. Um, he starts saying some really shitty stuff to Chris. Originally, he was just being like a drunk idiot, like being aggressive and shitty and douchebaggy. But and we're like telling stories about how Rose did this during high school or did this during middle school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he turns to talking like, oh, do you watch MMA? Sorry, my dog is squeaking her ball at me. Ellie, no. Oh. Um, <laughs> She's like, but wait, uh, I'm standing so good. But why? But why? So he asks him if he does MMA. And Chris is like, no, it's a little too violent for me. That was never my thing. And he's like, but you are, if you were so physically fit, if you wanted to do it with your genetics and your body structure, you would be a beast. And it was so fucking creepy and wrong. And I understand, like, that it's for the movie, so they had to, like, keep them in the room. But there is no way, if I was Rose in an actual world, that I would not, like, immediately remove us from the situation and go home in the morning. Right. Like, fuck that shit. So unnecessary he was being, and creepy like, and weird. I can't un- emphasize the creepiness of the brother. Like, it was just so ick. It was so ick. It's, like, later that night and Rose is ranting about all the microaggressions that our family said, basically, like, all the weird stuff that had happened. I would have voted Chris- for Obama a third time. <laughs> that made me laugh, though, because that is such a white person's way of, like, explaining away racism. Be like, I voted for Obama. So I have to talk about something that happened. So for a little bit, I had um, a group where we were, um, I talked about it before, we were trying to do the African-American history since emancipation to the present. And my little coven, we'll still talk about things on occasion, but like we finished the class. So like right around the time Stacey Abrams was like blowing the fuck up. So there was a tweet that was going around that says, I am once again asking you to talk about Stacey Abrams in a way that doesn't make you sound like the dad from Get Out. Because because Bradley Whitford himself had been tweeting about Stacey Abrams. We had this long discussion about, like, people, like, being like, Stacey Abrams did this. She's amazing because she's talking, like, elevating Stacey Abrams and, like, is that wrong? See, and that's the thing I was wondering about. But, like, it's, like, little microaggressions about her being, like, somebody said, like, can we put Stacey Abrams in charge of vaccinations for COVID? Because she's okay, so great. Well. And people were just like, what if white people did the work? <laughs> like, what if what if people just did what they were supposed to do? Then Stacey Abrams wouldn't have to single-handedly do anything. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. Like, may- maybe leave that to scientists and, like. 
that's weird. That's just right. weird. So, like, somebody's comment on that was, like, stay away she from... She shouldn't have to do everything. Jesus. Right. I'd vote for Stacey Abrams for president if I could. She's the hero I wish I could be. And, like, all of that shit. Oh, if she ever runs, I am happily voting for her. Oh, no. I agree. I just had to mention it in terms of this because it was just, like, talking about Stacey Abrams in terms of Get mm-hmm. Out. Because, like, it's bring Like, Get Out and the things that are happening in there are still relevant. And like, oh, yeah. This is only, like, a four, four or five-year-old movie. Yeah. Well, it's heavy because it's, like, it. it's... The first time I watched it, it was just like, oh, yeah, some of this is, like, pretty blatant. And I had a friend of mine be like, yeah, it's really blatant. Like, it's very blatantly, like, weird on purpose. But, like, isn't that the point? You have to kind of be in people's faces to make them understand racism. Yeah, moving on. (laughs) Anyway, so after this, it's later that night. Chris hears something kind of outside. He goes downstairs. He's sneaking out to smoke a cigarette feel that uh Mm -hmm. the groundskeeper walter which i forgot his name until this point um is running at him in full force and then like dodges him at the end and we now know that's grandpa because he's happy he can run like a black guy now (laughs) (sighs) that's what it is it's him being like i'm in a body now that can run faster which makes literally zero sense because fucking that's not how it works but like you know that's why he's doing his nightly exercises, because he was always a runner, and now he has a young body to run in. Right. Right. So creepy. Did you know that this um, is part of, like, an Instagram challenge, though, called the Get Out Challenge, where people would run to the camera as fast as they could and then turn at the last second? <laughs> no, that's funny, though. No, that was a thing. Daniel Kaluuya did that on the set of Black Panther, and Lupita Nyong'o put it on her, her Instagram. Oh, and Lupita. Lupita. She's in the we'll next Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, we'll talk to, about her when we get to us. That's for Fucking sure. Fucking love Lupita. Um, oh, she's the best. There's just These movies bring out the best actors, I swear. So he looks... Chris is kind of looking around. He looks back inside, and he sees Georgina upstairs in one of the windows and she's like staring at herself and like gently fixing her hair and like kind of preening herself which I think is supposed to be like in an elderly woman fashion like fixing up her hair in this like older style like I think that's what they're trying to get at but I can't really tell oh wait no this this is later later she's examining her scar on her head is she really Mm mm-hmm she lifts up her wig. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. So point that out when it happens for sure, because I don't Mm -hmm. remember that. He comes back inside, like, kind of freaked out. Um, Missy is in her, like, office where she takes patients, because she is a psychiatrist, supposedly, and asks him to come sit with her. She immediately starts guilting him about smoking because he does it around her daughter, which did make me want to punch her in the face, because it's like, number one, as a smoker, it doesn't stop you from smoking. It just pisses you off. And number two, it's, like, she, your daughter is a grown woman. Like, whoever she's around, she's making that decision. So maybe the, shut the fuck up. The real reason she was upset is because he's got lung damage for whomever oh! his body. Oh! Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Good call. Oh, that was IMDb, baby. Like, I... <laughs> I felt yes, things during this movie. The trivia, like all the cool tidbits come from IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> the 
she starts kind of probing him and asking him about when his mother died. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, they Ooh. established earlier. I'm sorry. His mother, his dad was never around. His mom died when he was 11 in a hit and run accident. So, um, it becomes very obvious that she is hypnotizing him with her teacup. He breaks down. She keeps, she keeps asking about like, where were you when your mother died? Why didn't you do anything to help her? Because I think, wasn't it that he didn't call anybody? So it's right. possible that if he had called 911 because his mom didn't come home, that someone would have found her. Like, it's very unlikely that it would have changed anything. But it's obviously right. his guilt right? that he didn't make a choice to call someone. So he's breaking down. He's crying. This actor's fucking amazing. <gasps> she tells him to sink away. And he feels as like he, like he actually is. Like, you see him, like, falling down. And back and away. And it's kind of like you're watching a TV screen in the distance with what's going on. Mm. And she says, now you're in the sunken place. Mm. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up in bed in the morning. The shower is running. Rose is in there. And, and this is I the guess part he... where I finally was able to move again. Ooh. <laughs> I, so at one point, he says he can't move. And I like yes. realized I also had been like holding a really tense position. Oh, really? I could not fucking move. It was bizarre. It was just like, yeah, it was really intense. I didn't go into the sunken place, but I was like, why can't I move? My entire life is the sunken place. Let's be real here. Oh, no. It's true. It's just true. So he, I think he kind of chalks it up to being a dream, right? Well, he knew he got hypnotized. He knew he got hypnotized, but I don't think he thought that the sunken place part was all real. Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks something weird happened. So he's taking pictures. Uh, he comes back towards the house and he sees Georgina in the window again. Is this when she's examining her scar? Yes. Okay. So apparently she's examining her scar. He sees Walter chopping wood and he walks up to him and is like, oh, they got you working hard out here. And he's like, nothing I wouldn't want to do. Oh my God. It's just so like the way this guy talks is it's like so creepy. And Uncle Tom, like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to be working. They're great. And he's talking about how beautiful Rose is and how great Mrs. Armitage is. And it's. Yeah. <sighs> like they used to say, you know how they teach they teach us in history books? It's like, oh, yeah, there were slaves, but they were happy when they were well treated. Okay. Yeah. The ones who got to live in the house were. Treated much mm. better. Mm, were they? Mm, the, no. Mm, they're slaves. Like, shut they're the fuck slaves. up. <laughs> they're still slaves. So now the party is happening, right? So I kind of glazed over this bit a little bit. There's like a montage of basically old white people being racist as fuck. Oh, it's so bad. One guy asked him, uh, asked Chris if he golfs. And Chris is like, oh, I tried once a couple years back. I, I didn't do so well. And the guy's like, oh, well, Tiger Woods is, I met him. He's one of the best. One of the best he's ever Tiger. played. Um, one of the creepy women asked, basically asks uh, Rose if it's better with, <laughs> a black, if a, with a black man than <laughs> with a white man. Uh, I have come to learn it doesn't matter <laughs> race. Either a guy knows what he's doing or he doesn't. There's a really great... Have you watched London Hughes' special on Netflix called To Catch a Dick? No, but it sounds amazing. I can't believe I haven't told you about this. I watched this thing fucking twice. And, like, I have not laughed so hard at a comedy special ever. She talks about 
the and she's a black British comedian and she jokes about that too but like she talks about the difference between white men's dicks and black men's dicks and she's like I did the research for the show <laughs> you're gonna love it they're she's not amazing they're not different depending on race they're just different depending on the person so right just throwing, <laughs> just throwing that out there see this is why sex before marriage is important you have to make sure it's like an interview yes you have to make sure it works <laughs> You definitely have to make sure, not works in that way, but, like, the sex works. Like, you know, you have good chemistry in that department. You want it to work emotionally, too. Eh, well, then there's, medi- there's medication for the physicality if you need it, but hmm. no shame in that. No. Uh, so Chris meets Logan. He's introduced to Logan. He walks up to him. Well, he's not introduced. He walks up to him and is like, hey, good to see another brother here, whatever. And uh, Logan is obviously very much not the same type of brother. Chris is trying to relate to him, but obviously Logan is just super off and weird. He's married to this woman, Philomena, who's like 30 years older than him. He's dressed in like old timey plantation Hold on. Are you trying to fashion report? Fashion. Okay. Sorry. It's very important because this comes up later because, well. Yes. I'll just say it now because Rod is like, I know who that is. And he's like, this guy's from Brooklyn. He doesn't dress like this. This guy has a straw hat on. Like yep. some, like he looks, he's dressed like the little black boy in the Caribbean, in Pirates of the Caribbean. He's dressed like that. He's dressed exactly <laughs> with a straw hat and like a little like tan suit on. But if he was an old white guy, you wouldn't have thought twice. Right. But the way he That's looks. The point. As a black, a young black man. Oh, yeah. Is, also a very lo- handsome black man, I might add. Ooh. A great anyway. actor as well. But, yeah, so um, he's not relating part. to him whatsoever. Philomena is like, oh, these people over here want to meet you. And she's, like, awkwardly showing him off to the friends. He's, like, puts his arm as, arms out and, like, walks in a circle, like, showing off his outfit. And it's like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? Now we know that it's, like... Him showing off his new fancy black body to all these old white people, but whatever. Chris kind of separates from the pack for a minute. He meets a guy named Jim Hudson, who is an art dealer. Uh, Chris is apparently is like a professional photographer, and they're talking about his work. Uh, Jim Hudson's talking about how he's, you know, like jealous. Not jealous, but how uh, he was never able to be a successful photographer. He's also blind. He's a blind art He's blind now. He's blind now. He said he was an art dealer before... He became blind because of a genetic condition and still is working in that. So, yeah. It seems like one of the more lighthearted converse, not lighthearted in the way that he's blind, but like it seems like it was like a reprieve for Chris, but obviously it wasn't. We find out later. So, yeah, because like this guy isn't talking to him in like, oh, you're a black dude. And like, yeah, he's not me- talking about Tyre Woods to him. He's just talking about his artwork. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, his skill. So when Chris goes upstairs, uh, they uh, they had shown specifically in the morning him plug his phone in. Mm-hmm. He went back down. He now he's back upstairs and the phone is unplugged again. Oh, I have to mention something that happened a little bit earlier. So um, Chris is walking around with his camera during the party trying to get like some cool candid shots like yeah. a photographer would but he doesn't take any pictures because everywhere he looks he's like this isn't real this isn't candid and that like struck me really weird because like you know when people are being candid like especially if he's got a good eye for photography which we've established that he does like he just can't uh-huh. get any good pictures because people are being so fucking weird and like every time he goes to point a camera at somebody they turn around and look at him 
Yeah, it's so fucking It's just creepy. so unsettling. I would have left so fucking fast. You have no idea. I would have been like, honey, we're going to go. Um, I'm right. not feeling well. We're going to go home. When Chris does find that his phone is unplugged, he is convinced that because he knew that Georgina was upstairs. So he tells Rose, like, she unplugged my phone. I don't know why. Like, maybe she's into me. I don't know. Maybe she doesn't like oh, we're together. That, yeah, that she doesn't like that they're a mixed race couple. That's what I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose, like, doesn't believe him, but she, the fucking actress does a really bang-up job of making this seem real. Really, mm-hmm. she does. Chris calls Rod, my favorite character, and he goes on a deep rant about Jeffrey Dahmer. Deep, ha. <laughs> he starts talking about how Jeffrey Dahmer fucked, or he's like, oh, these guys went home with him just thinking they wanted to suck his dick and play with his balls a little bit, but then they got decapitated and their head got fucked, so it was a different kind of fucking. Like, <laughs> It was ridiculous and pretty incredible. So Georgina then comes in to explain why she took the phone off the charger. She claims she was just dusting. Um and the way the she says it. Phone she says came unplugged. Cellular phone. But when she apologizes, she looks like she's trying to fight saying something. She's like smiling but also crying and then like kind of shaking a little bit and eventually leaves. But I think we now know this was the actual woman trying to get out for sure. Mm. It's such good acting. So the, the actress's yeah. name is Betty Gabriel. She's incredible. Incredible. I didn't yeah. see anything else of note, but like I might try to look for her because I am impressed. I'm yeah, I'm very impressed. So Chris goes outside and immediately he's surrounded by a group of people, including an Asian man with a Japanese name. I don't know his actual origins. <laughs> Something but- Tanaka, I think. It's it's an it's a very stereotypical Japanese name. And they ask him about his African American experience. The Japanese guy asks if he thinks the African Americans have an advantage in this modern day and age. Does he feel like being an African American has brought him more good or like done more harm basically is what he's saying. Has it been beneficial to you or has it like deterred you from things or like kept you back from things? I just find it so wild that this guy, this random, because he's he's speaking in a Japanese accent. This guy's from mm-hmm. Japan, unlike Supposedly, Clarence yes. Lung. <laughs> yeah, um, for fucking real. Unlike Cujo, <laughs> but yeah, he's just like I'm. Like, why is he here? <laughs> like, what? He's is rich this? enough, I guess. I don't know. I guess, like, phew. <laughs> That's probably another bad thing about. Asian stereotypes of not being as good at sports and that bullshit. That, oh my god. That's probably where they're going with that. It's not true, but it Maybe Jordan Peele is... just didn't want like a white American to ask the question. I don't know. Maybe. That's very possible. So But Logan um, Logan drops on by slides on by yeah, the conversation. So Chris Chris sees Logan and he's like, Well, why don't you answer this question? And as Logan's speaking about how he thinks it's been a benefit and all this stuff, Chris slides to take a picture, obviously, to send a rod. Let's be real here. He was trying to, yeah. like, show him this dude because he was telling him how this guy is dressed crazy and how the black people here aren't aren't normal. Yeah. And his flash goes off. And Logan, like, charges Chris um, and, tell, and tells him, get out. He starts screaming at him. Yeah. 
Get out, get out, get the fuck out. Oh my god. It <sighs> So they all claim that he had a seizure. He's epileptic. He had a seizure and he just freaked out. He was triggered by it. By the flash. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the room with Missy and his quote wife. And he said he's feeling better, but he's exhausted, so he's going to go home. Yeah, they say, we're glad you're yourself again. Never will know what actually happened with him. It's, it's pretty heartbreaking. Sad. It's, yeah. ooh, it's so upsetting. Oh, and his nose was bleeding when the flash went off. Oh, yeah. Like it's the, definitely, you're definitely seeing, like, brain bleed. the fight of the people who are inside trying to break out. Yeah. So Rose and Chris go on a walk. And you see Dean, the dad, running a silent auction with a picture of Chris. And they're holding up bingo cards, and the person who buys him is Hudson, the blind art dealer. Chris tries to explain to Rose his trauma regarding his mom's death that all his mom, her mom's hypnosis has brought up with him. She finally agrees that they need to leave and go home. Chris texts Rod the picture of Logan, and he recognizes as pers- someone that he knew as like his cousin's ex-boyfriend or something like that someone who knew from the city (laughs) andre chris is packing up his stuff and he finds this kind of little closet room much like that in paranormal activity three toby's room toby's back (laughs) it's toby's it's toby's room um it has pictures of rose like growing up stuff like that then you see a bunch of pictures of her with black men yeah she had said that she never dated black people before and she very much has Mm-hmm. Um, including pictures with Walter and Georgina. She not only dates black people, she also dates women. <laughs> She's an actress, man. So this was my thing that didn't make sense to me. She's supposed to be like 26. There's a lot of fucking pictures here. How often I, are they doing this? I think there were probably about 10 pictures. She was dating Chris for four or five months. She could do that. And that like, doesn't mean or- necessarily he was the only one she was dating either. That's true. Yeah, exactly. So she could be doing it a couple of times a year. That's crazy. But the door was open, and I wonder if she wanted him to find it. Just as, like, a I don't cruel think she cared. joke. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's true. So Chris immediately asks Rose for the keys to the car. Um, he's getting more and more frantic. They head downstairs. They're confronted by the entire family. Dean has an entire speech about fire like a real creep. I wrote it down. I could do it. Go ahead. Ready? Go ahead. Ready? Do it. What's your purpose in life? What's your purpose? Fire. It's a reflection of our own mortality. We're born. We breathe. We die. Even the sun will someday die. But we are the gods trapped in the cocoon. That's it? That's it. Oh, it felt way longer when he was doing it. (laughs) I know. That's why I was like, oh, I'm going to mad lib the shit out of this. And that's the whole speech. But that was like (laughs) the only moment where I was like, I could talk about wit. I can talk about fire as my witchy thing because of the candle magic. And then I was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Fire is primal. It's, I don't know. I like candles all the motherfucking time. I love watching things burn. I actually set off the fire alarm yesterday. I had so many things burning. Were they all candles or incense? I had three candles, one incense, and then I burned like four pieces of paper. <laughs> That's where your problem comes in. I know. I like to burn my pieces of paper. Like I found a receipt with someone's name on it that I didn't want in my life anymore. And mm-hmm. I burned that. And then I burned 
uh, an old check slip from like some random money we had gotten that I kept in case the check didn't go through, which it did like five months ago. So, so why did you burn that? Why wouldn't you just like shred it or something? It's way more fun to burn things. Oh, okay. But also, I'm just like, smoke rise and bring me money back. I don't know. <laughs> and then the fire alarm goes off. Patrick was very amused and slightly annoyed. I'm sure. I would have been annoyed with you. I'm not going to lie I, with you. I have been a practicing witch for like two years and I've never set the fire alarm off. So I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Chris is still yelling. Chris is still yelling for Rose to give him the keys. And Rose looks at him, holds the keys up and says, you know, I can't give you the keys, babe. Dude, first time I saw this up until this very moment, I thought maybe she wasn't in on it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was possible. Fuck you, She's Rose. such a good actress. Both the actress and the character are great actors. So I found out that she actually had to go separate herself during these scenes from the rest of the cast because she was getting really attached to Daniel. Like I'm her sure. Counterpart. Yeah, like, I mean, and he seems like a great guy. I want to be friends with him. <laughs> but um, I want to marry she, him, so. <laughs> he's so pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah. She had to go, like, separate so she could be her bitch self because she was just And she's so barely, crazy. you know, the majority of the movie, she's the good self. She's the... In love with Chris. She's such a self. good improviser, too. Like, she improvises, like, not remembering there was going to be an event. And she's like, let's go for a walk. And they're like, oh, we're going to have, we're going to play bingo. Like, I don't know. Just... I think all that shit was set up. I mean, they didn't set up the thing where he took a picture of Logan and he freaked out. No, but she... the many times that she's done this, that she had to, like, separate him during the time that they do the auction. Yeah. In whatever way she can. Well, I guess last time that... Lakeith Stanfield's character went for a walk and was like on the phone with her and be like, yeah, babe, I'll find it. I'll come back. Was that her? Yeah, he was on the phone with her. I didn't ever even thought about that. Yeah, he says, yeah, because that's why he's lost is he's in that neighborhood, like just walking, taking a walk. He's probably taking a break from the weird ass party. He goes by himself. Well, no, but that but they're out in the middle of the woods and that he's like in the suburbs. Well, they have a neighborhood. No, he said they're like miles away from everybody else. That's what the dad says when he's showing Chris around. Well, fuck, I don't know then. Maybe he's just trying to meet up with her at a party or something and then she sets him up. I mean, I know that Jordan Peele did that scene after John Carpenter's Halloween. So, but yeah, you're right. It doesn't match the environment of the... You You haven't seen fucking Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis? No. Bless... Your heart. They show it every Halloween at the Tampa Theater. You're coming for Halloween this year. We're going to go. That would be fun. Yeah. And and in two and a half years, we're going to do our show there. (laughs) God, I hope so. Once Chris realizes Rose had the keys all along, um, he kind of starts to charge Jeremy, who's sitting there with like a lacrosse stick because he's that white douchebag. And Missy hits her teacup three times and Chris collapses. Yeah, but the shocked look on his face because like he's been. Yeah. He's been conditioned now to respond to the... Oh, by the way, I read on IMDb, she uses a silver spoon. Like like you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth? Yeah. Yep. So Jordan Peele and the fucking imagery, like, I need a documentary to digest all of this, like they did with Room 237 for The Shining. (sighs) 
We'll pretend like I've seen The Shining. Um, Dude, oh, I have. I have. I've seen The Shining. No, I saw The Shining. I saw The Shining. It's the one with um when they're in the hotel, right? And they he's like the groundskeeper guy. Yes. Yes, I saw The Shining recently, but I did see it. Oh, we should cover that because that thing is shit chock full of good shit. I didn't find it nearly as scary as everyone else seems to. Oh, but. my God. I watch it like every year and every year I see something different. Ugh. Oh, I'm sure it's a great movie. I just mean, I thought it was good. I just mean like... The fear part, I did not feel. The soundtrack makes that movie. So Chris falls into the sunken place, right? He hears them moving him and talking above his head. Uh, Rose even says that he was one of her favorites. Hmm. Um, so then you transfer to the saddest scenes, to me, are Rod with the dog. So Rod <laughs> is at Chris's house with the dog. He's puppy sitting. He's trying to call Chris. He's worried about his friend. Only gets voicemail. And then he finds, he Googles Andre Hayworth is his name. Because mm-hmm. that's the guy, that's Logan. That's who Logan actually is. And he finds out that Andre Hayworth is actually missing. So Chris wakes up tied to a chair facing a deer head, which is why I'm a deer witch, and an old TV, right? So all of a sudden, Roman Arm- Armitage is on the TV, who is the grandpa, Dean's dad. Who is Walter. <laughs> who is Walter, yes. He gives this whole speech. About how you have been chosen because of the physical advantages you have enjoyed for your lifetime. I like the phrase, the physical advantage you have enjoyed. As if they shouldn't have been enjoying it. Jesus Christ. Also, just like, I know plenty of black people who aren't into sports. Like, it's not, like... I know. Well, also, but, like, Chris is a photographer. <laughs> he has shown no interest in even watching sports. They were, like, grilling him about sports, and he's like, I used to play basketball. I did judo in the first grade. That was it. Like, Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I still can't get over, like, the smoking thing being why they were mad about that. You're totally right, and that really fucked me up. Aw, honey, you're doing such a great job with your smoking. Oh, no. Not even that part. I don't care. I just mean, like... <laughs> I didn't even see that. I just didn't even see that coming. Um, this is why I love. I am. This is why I'm a cinephile. Like I look up all that trivia and shit. And like, well, all it's of also that Jordan deeper... Peele is just a fucking genius. I mean, he is the next Stanley Kubrick. I guarantee it because like he's, he's done the Twilight. Zone. Well, yeah, I'm very much enjoying his career. Yes, me too. I do like this more than us, though. Mm-hmm. They're different. Mm-hmm. They're very different. I enjoy the racial undertones of this one more. Like, I yes. think it had more of a message. That's why it was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. So, anyway, so he calls it what? The coagula is what it's Quack. called. Behold the coagula. We switch back to Rod going to the police. I put Rod Williams. His name is Rod Washington, I believe. Oh, no. He's Chris, Chris Washington, Washington and he's and Rod, Rod Williams. Williams. Yeah. Uh, He goes to the police and explains the situation. For some reason, unbeknownst to us, he brings the dog. (laughs) I'm into it. I think it's more sympathetic approach. They don't believe him. He's convinced that they're kidnapping black men and bringing them in to be sex slaves. Do we want to do the Mad Lib now? Because I did it based on this exact speech. Sure. All right. You ready, Kylie? Yeah. I need a noun. Butternut squash. <laughs> oh, she's really bringing it. A celebrity. Jennifer Aniston. No, you did that last time. Oh. 
Um, let's go with Oprah Winfrey. Oh, a verb ending in ing. Lunging. Oh, I need a quantity of time. I was almost a real dick and sang the song of the Rent song too. No, um, no. <laughs> Sixteen hours. A career. TSA agent. No, that's the actual <laughs> fill-in. God damn it. Um, let's go with PE teacher. Oh, I like it. All right. And actually, I need a second career. Chiropractor. A verb. Squat. An ism. Can you give me an example? Terrorism. Alcoholism. <laughs> Oh, God. Why is it that every episode we have to make an alcoholism joke? Okay. Well, I couldn't think of another one. No, it's fine. You hit me with an ism question. Like, what the fuck? All right. I need a noun. Chinchilla. You did that one last time, too, but I'll take it. Oh, nope. Nope. Then I'll do something else. Okay. okay. Um, Naked mole rat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I need a, um, a group of people. You can take that as loosely or as tightly as you like. Alcoholics, Nazis, however you like. Okay. Olympic athletes. Nice. Thank you. A verb ending in I-N-G. Hustling. Hustling. I like it. A noun. The moon. All right. An adjective. Harry. I need two more nouns, and I think that's about it. Let's go with poodle and sphinx cat. You know, the naked ones. Yeah, that's the kind I want. I'm into the naked animals right now, apparently. Oh, I also need a number. Two. Oh, well, that's the real one. 6,022. Nice. Okay, here we go. This is... (laughs) This is Roth's speech to the police in regards to Chris uh, potentially being abducted. (laughs) I'm gonna try really hard. Not to go into Ebonics, okay? Okay, Ah. yeah, it's not appropriate. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. So then he sent me some weird butternut squash, and I'm like, oh, man, that's Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) (laughs) This woman's been lunging for 16 hours, right? So I do all my research, because as a PE teacher, well, I know you're chiropractors, but we've got the same training. We squat more than y'all because we're dealing with some alcoholism shit. Oh, no. I mean, PE teachers are going to squat more, right? (laughs) But that's a totally different story. So I go to my chiropractor work, right? And I start pulling, I start putting my naked mole rats together. (laughs) Ew. This is what I came up with. They're abducting Olympic athletes. Hustling them and making them moons <laughs> or hairy moons or making the moons, not just regular moons. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the poodle that's making the moons or whatnot. But all I know is they already got six thousand and twenty two sphinx cats. We know <laughs> there could be a lot of other sphinx cats they got already. So what's our next move? <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. <laughs> Okay, so after they shockingly didn't believe him after that speech. um, That wild ass speech. (laughs) 
<laughs> he calls the phone again, but Rose picks up and is lying to him. And I laughed really hard. So she's basically saying Chris left two days ago. He left his phone. He left in a cab. He was freaking out, blah, blah, blah. But, but so, like, but, you keep going between his, him and her. And she is just, like, acting only with her voice. And it's just It's so creepy. Now Ooh, she's it's in, so like, a creepy. perfect... She's in, like, a perfect white button-down shirt and a pair of khakis now. And, and like, like, her ponytail up and her ears sticking out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, what happened to her bangs? She had bangs. I'm confused. <gasps> Wait, what? She had bangs. The whole sh- thing. She might have had them pinned up. I know, but there were no pins inside. I'm, I want to know how she did that. But it was also, um, like, shadowy. I mean, this film... this is only No, they show her later and there are no bangs. So they must have really cinched that shit in there. I don't know, uh, or they had fake, or or they had fake bangs on her, which is also possible. I mean, the thing is, is it was filmed in twenty three days, so I don't do bangs. Maybe she was trying no. to grow them out. Mine are like to my, like the bottom of my face, and I've been growing them out for like six months. Oof. Yeah, it takes a long well, time to the- grow bangs. That's well. Then maybe she filmed that first, and then they cut them after. Who knows? That's possible. That's, That's really possible. That's more likely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that probably makes sense to be the bitch first and then and then choose to do the other stuff next. But anyway, it's really funny, though, because Rod will, like, put the phone on mute and he's like, this lying bitch! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to so record goes- your ass! So he records her, but she gets him to hang up basically by being like, Rod, I know why you're actually calling me actually calling me because you wanted to fuck me this whole time he's like girl i don't want to fuck you chris is one of my best friends she was setting him up for the next trap although he's not he is a little bit chubbier so i don't know if he's an ideal candidate oh i don't think she was i don't think that i think it was i think she was earlier, setting him up for the next trap it's always possible now we're back to uh chris so hudson who is the art dealer who bought chris i put in quotes because he can't buy people but unfortunately they could. <laughs> Um, oh, this is a disgusting phrase. Comes on the screen and explains all that's going to happen. So he, this is where he really is shaved, get the break. By the way, the breakdown. Oh yeah, his head shaved. Phase one is hypnotism, which obviously Chris already underwent. Phase two, mm. mental preparation, which is what he's undergoing right now. Because apparently that makes the transition easier if he knows what's going to happen. <clears throat> phase, yeah. Phase three is the transplantation, but it's only partial <gasps> because what. I just realized that that word contains plantation. Plantation, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> your existence, basically, he says, it's only partial. They have to leave a certain amount of you in your own head. Your existence will be as a passenger and listener. You will exist in the sunken place only. I'm going to take a picture of the face I'm making right now for the Instagram. So. <laughs> mm. huh. All right, I took it. <laughs> so Dean has begun the sur- which they did mention earlier he is a neurosurgeon so at least there's that um he's begun the surgery on Hudson which I don't understand why you wouldn't wait till they were both in there but you do you boo Jeremy goes to get Chris right so creepy brother Jeremy goes to get Chris I hate um, this guy so much yeah me too Oof. so he goes to get Chris he undoes all Chris appears to be knocked out like hypnotized again he undoes all the chair. I mean, they have him strapped the fuck in. Um, he undoes all of them. 
And then you see Chris get up and bludgeon the shit out of him with what appears to be a bocce ball. Yeah. I wasn't totally sure what that was either. So he stopped the hypnosis by stuffing fuzz from the chair into his ears. It is v, time. Did you... Yep. Picking cotton. He picked yep. cotton. Yup. I was hoping you didn't think of that, but I. Yeah. I didn't think of that. That was IMDb, but you thought of oh. that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh my God, you're such a genius. I know. I was like, he shoved cotton in his ears and I was like, wait, cotton? Cotton. I didn't catch yes. that because I was just, I, I'm not lying when I said that the first teacup scene, I couldn't move. It freaked me the fuck out. I was like, what is happening to me right now? I'm probably very susceptible to hypnosis. So please. I think you me. might be because I didn't have any effects. No, it was bad. So after Chris stops the hypnosis, he bludgeons, he hits him up quite a few times, knocks him out. He's bleeding out. We think he's dead. Spoiler, he's not dead. Whoops. There was a lot of fucking blood coming from his head. Like, like, okay, so like you see in like some horror movies where like people are laying on the ground and then like blood's pooling outside of their head. And that was the shot that there was in the movie. So I was like. Judo bitch is dead. Um, in real life, he would be dead or at least incapacitated. He would not be getting up and moving around. Like, there's no way. So anyway, then they show Dean coming out of the surgery room. This shot, this whole scene, like the cinematography in this scene is so good because he looks down one hall and then the other and then he looks back and there is fucking Chris impaling him with you the You just deer. ruined it, but yes. I think I did it better. He impaled him with the deer's head antlers. Well, I had, like, all these, like, funny commentary about the kill count. Then why so. didn't you say it? Obama's running mate was killed by the deer trophy. What? Because he says I would have voted for Obama a third time, so I joked that he's Obama's running mate. Oh. <laughs> and that's why I called, I called the, the, the brother judo bitch. <laughs> Are you all right? No. This movie <laughs> fucked me the fuck up. <laughs> okay, so he impales Dean with the deer head antlers, who then Dean kind of stumbles back into the surgery room, and for some reason there's a candle? Yeah, that was weird. That doesn't seem sterile. Um, he knocks over the candle, and a fire is set, basically. It's kind of like a ritualistic thing. Like, as a witch, I'm I like, guess, yeah, yeah, I want candles. But you don't want candles right next to where you're doing fucking surgery. Okay? Which, That's by like the amateur. way, he just takes out, he literally just takes out Hudson's brain and just, like, drops it in a pail. Oh, that was the like, that was a skull. That was the top of his skull, not his brain. It's gross. It's gross. That's the, that is the grossest the movie gets. The candle thing... I feel like it's the ritual of it because they're like yeah the they're like the, the order is what they call themselves or whatever. yeah like yeah. they're like the order and like they have this whole thing and like he says behold the coagulant and it's got all this like fucking satanistic ritual to it you know which is like what you want in a horror movie but like from a witch perspective I'm like I'm like offended <laughs> no I no I'm not offended I'm just like put the candle in the back of the room away from where you will be putting your elbows and shit you know (laughs) yeah like practical magic is important you keep your candles in front of you where you can see them or behind you out of your elbows slash i don't know i mean sometimes i like candles and i dance i keep them out of my kicking space too (laughs) my general wingspan (laughs) yes exactly 
It's in, it's in a table in the corner that I can't possibly kick at. <laughs> okay, so But anyway, Obama's running mate dies from the deer the deer antlers. Yes, he did. It's a, spe- he appears, it's a spectacular he death. Dead. Honestly, it is. I lo- okay. perfect horror movie death. So, he gets upstairs, Chris gets upstairs. Um Missy comes at him. He slaps the teacup off the table. He overpowers Missy. She does stab him in the hand with like a letter opener. He overpowers her and uses her own hand to stab her, I believe in the eye. They don't show it, but Chris is going towards the door. Jeremy attacks him while he's trying to get out. They have a whole altercation. Um it ends up in Chris curb stopping the piece of shit. Okay, I almost wrote that that he curb stopped he did. He literally like put him on the ground and then just stomped the fuck out of him. It was oh, pretty great. Oh, it's oh, bye judo bitch. Bye judo bitch. <laughs> Chris gets in the car, which we now recognize as the white car that took Andre in the beginning of the uh, movie. Complete with the Knights Templar helmet. Great. Apparently, the yeah. Knights Templar. Like there was a whole bunch of shit on IMDb that like I skimmed over, but like it was like an allusion to the KKK and like the Knights Templar. And, like, the Freemasons, which is famously, like, white Republican orders yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. While he's driving away down the long driveway, he accidentally hits Georgina on the way out. This is where I didn't realize that there was a, this other onion layer, like we talked about before, because Chris's mom died in a car yeah. accident. Yeah. And he a hits hit and Georgina. Run. Yeah, a hit and run. And Georgina's just lying there on the... On the fucking driveway, and yeah, he's they showed like, a flash. No. They showed a flashback to point that out. Yeah, well, I mean, and it goes even deeper, which I'll talk about in a minute. But he's just, he's just like freaking out. He's like, "No, don't do it. Just drive away. Just drive away." And he decides to rescue her. Right. So he goes and grabs her. He puts her in the car, and then while they're driving, she attacks him and yells, "You ruined my house!" Uh. Grammy chill. So Rose had been pursuing them. She had grabbed a shotgun. Oh, we I totally Can skipped we over the fact. talk about this fucking Wait. Fruit Loop and milk thing? Yeah, that's what I was just trying to say. So. Oh, my God. They showed her, while this altercation is going on downstairs, they show her eating Fruit Loops, drinking milk with a straw, and looking at, like, top prospects in the NBA. And she's listening to I've Had the Time of My Life. Yeah. From fucking... Dirty Dancing, which is arguably the most white girl movie ever. <laughs> I have no, okay. I've seen it once. I don't. I have actually never seen it. <laughs> it's fine. It's an enjoyable movie. She catches up because after the car, um, when Georgina attacks Chris, they crash into a tree. So yeah. we, and we then this Grammy implies dead. Grammy's dead. So now dad is dead. Mom is dead. Brother is dead. Grammy's dead. This is when you really learn. You hear Rose say, get him, Grandpa. And Walter attacks Chris. And um, in the struggle, Chris grabs his phone and takes a picture so the camera flash goes off in the eyes of Walter. I have to mention something that I thought for a while. Do you have the flash on on your camera? No. Do you know anybody who has a flash on on their camera? No. Yeah, and I was just like, why the fuck does someone have the flash? Maybe because he's like a photographer. Because he's a actually... photographer. Thank you. Yeah. I just thought so. it was worth mentioning to our listeners my theory of my <laughs> theory. Thank you, listeners. 
because he flashes the camera at Walter, it triggers him as it did earlier with Logan slash Andre. He stops. Walter asks Rose for the gun. He's like, I'll shoot. I'll do it myself. Then he just shoots Rose. Mm -hmm. And then sadly, he shoots himself, killing both himself and the grandpa. Chris goes up to Rose and starts to strangle her. And then she was like smiling. Fucking sadistic bitch. Yeah. He stops. He can't do it. You see the lights of a cop car. And she's yelling, help, help. And which is a very different reaction to cops than she had earlier when it was to her advantage for them not to see his ID. Um, And it's Rod. And in one of my favorite things that's ever happened in TV or a movie, does not react to the fact that his friend is bloody from head to toe. He tells him, I told you not to go to that house. (laughs) Chris said, how did you find me? And he said, because I am T.S. motherfucking A. We handle shit. That's what we do. Consider this shit handled. (laughs) Movie over. Rose is bleeding out. The grandpa's dead. The grandma's dead. The order still exists. So unfortunately, that means Logan, Andre is still out there. Oh, no. The only good thing we can think of is now that Chris has come back, maybe at the minimum they could find him, but there's nothing they can do with his body. I mean, flash something in his face and see if it brings him back. I don't know. So did you know there is an alternate ending? (gasps) No, I did not. Tell me. The original alternate end. There's two alternate endings. The original one that they shot and was going to be in the film. This is what I thought was going to happen because the cops pull up and a black man- Yeah, it's the real cops. Yeah. Six months later, Rod is talking to Chris in jail. And he's like, please tell us something so we can help you. And he's like, nope, I'm good. I beat him. I beat it. And the version I watched was also with Jordan Peele's That's too fucked up. Like, we needed some. So It's too real. It's too real. It is. But Jordan, and Jordan Peele even said, I shot this ending and I wrote it this way. And then by the time I was shooting and filming it, I realized that at that time, things were changing. And I realized we needed it not to be that way. And we needed Aww. a hero and a happy ending. To hear that from the director and writer made me really hopeful. <laughs> but um, the other thing he said that was really interesting was that the other thing that Chris beat was his demons about his mom and his guilt about his mom because he had rescued Georgina. Uh-huh. I was like, that's really sweet, too, that he just didn't leave her laying on the road like his mom had been. Yeah. Wait, so there's one alternate ending. What's the other alternate ending? The other alternate ending that I read about on IMDb is where Rod shows up at the gated community six months later and Chris is walking around the neighborhood and (gasps) he goes, Chris, I've been trying to find you. And Chris looks at him and says, I don't know who you're talking about. But that would cut out, like, all of what happened. The whole ending scene. Right. That would be a totally different. And that's also, like, a way more body snatchers sort of an ending. So. Well, that would have to mean that that he didn't kill anybody. That was all in his brain. And. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Well, I like. I'm glad they chose the ending they did because. I think the ending is perfect. I think sometimes you just need the good people to win. 
I almost cried both times I saw it when when it was Rod in the police car and not the actual police. I think the most realistic is the actual police showing up because he did call 911 and him standing there with a shotgun and a white girl shot. And, and he's choking her. Him he's going like to... over her body choking her. Yeah, like that's the most realistic uh, ending, but I'm glad they chose not to do it that way. Again, that like Jordan Peele choosing to do it is a more ha- a happier ending because he felt hopeful means something. Yeah. So nice. Okay, on that note, let's wrap it up. Woo! That's perfect. That was perfect. I hope you enjoyed um, our telling of Get Out. Yes. Follow us at Witch Theater with an R-E. Follow me at The Archivist Witch. And me, Mystical Millennial, on Instagram and Patreon. Kylie, what are we doing next week? Cinderella. <laughs> but we're doing the Brandy version for Black The Brandy and Whitney version. Is Whitney Houston the fairy godmother? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> I forgot about that. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I stand Whitney Houston so much. So that is what we are doing next week. For Black Excellence Month. Arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor, please. Arrest the cops who murdered Breonna Taylor. Arrest the guy that hung Gloria Bamboo. Oh, That's a God. new one. It's always Oh, and arrest Chad so... Wheeler who beat his girlfriend Aaliyah Taylor to death. Yeah, that one. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, We'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.